Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Welcome. Happy Easter, everyone. We are celebrating that today. We are here live with a little reverberation until I can get this turned down. There we go. (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Lisa Warner. I'm the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing, and I'm here to welcome you to Solution Sunday because the soul is the solution. I'm here today with my very good friend, Brenda Caster. Brenny is a new author. Her book is coming out this week. Congratulations, Brenny. Thank you very much, Lisa. Her book is called A Stroke of Luck. Now, how could anyone think of having a stroke as something lucky? Well, let's have a conversation with Brandy. Let's look at having a stroke from a different perspective. And let's find out about why she wrote her book, A Stroke of Luck. Um, Well, it's kind of an interesting story. I think the stroke um, just kind of came out of the blue. And um, I feel in my heart that I've been lucky my whole life. I mean, lots of, lots of stuff has happened, but I look at things like, well, if it didn't have, if it was going to happen, thank goodness it happened like this, then like that, you know, and the stroke was the same thing. Um, I would have been on vacation the following week. And uh, had I had the stroke on my vacation, I would have died because I would have been home alone and I tell everybody don't call me don't come over I'm not answering the phone I'm not answering my door because I just wanted a time to chill so the timing of the stroke was really kind of perfect and I feel you know in retrospect who wants to have a stroke but um, I think I've been getting signals for a really long time to slow down change my ways and you know a little slow on the uptake here it was like yeah i could do this i'll do that later i'll do that later mm-hmm. and i think our bodies are so magnificent they will do whatever we want them to do until they can't do anymore until there is a time when you push them to such a limit that something has to go and that's about what I did uh, with the stroke is I had just been working under such tremendous stress uh, for so many years and I just wouldn't stop I just wouldn't stop because if I didn't do this who would do this you know type of attitude so you know it changed the trajectory of my life For sure, because it was not going in a great, great, great way. And uh, so I got taken down literally to nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's been a long haul. You know, I still have quite a bit to, you know, do. And it seems like maybe a couple of years ago, I was like really going, you know, I was walking, I was doing all this stuff. And all I could think about was getting back to a job. Now, you might find that a little ironic because that's what took me out. And I tried a new form of therapy that took me right back down to the beginning again. And it it's like, you think I'd catch on, you know, you think I would catch on. But um, 
I think I've caught on now. I don't like this very much, you know. So um I I just find the whole experience has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Wow. It has given me a whole new perspective on life, on myself. I've learned to love myself. You know, every day I learn something new about myself. And um I I thought that I already kind of like myself, whatever, but I just learned to truly love myself, appreciate myself for the human being that I am. I wrote this book and it chronicles my whole life because I wanted to give people a little bit of hope, a little bit of understanding that whatever happens, you know. It's just like, I don't even know what to say. It's like everything happens for a reason. And whatever happens, it's perfect, just the way it is. My book, Lord, what a struggle to get this book done. You know, it. I had so many delays, you know, with getting it out there, with editing, publishing, and all the junk you got to do. I ha- I've been through two people, and the first guy was four years and nothing. You know, it was just a struggle. And I thought, I, I just wanted to shelve the thing. It was like, this is too much effort. How hard can this be, you know? <clears throat> but I believe in divine timing. So it's got, everything always works out. So, you know, this is divine timing. So it's ironic. It's on uh, April 11th, the 411, as mm-hmm. my friend Sotero says. And it's just, it's just perfect. The timing is just perfect on it. So it, it chronicles my life from when I was a child and uh, something in me felt it was important to relay experiences in my life from when I was a child that had significant impact on me. Because as children, we imprint that in our subconscious mind because we can't cope. We simply can't cope. We don't have the resources to cope with situations. Now, I wasn't beaten. I wasn't abused. I didn't have these horrific things happen like some people do. But basically, we all have something. Yes. It doesn't really matter what it is. We all have something that has impacted us from when we were little on the subconscious mind. And it's when we recognize that impact, we can move beyond it. We can say, wait a minute, that's not like a big deal. As adults, as as we've lived our life, we can say, not really a big deal. So it doesn't really matter what has happened to you. You know, if you've had horrific, you know, abuse happen, I am so sorry that happened to you, but you got to move on. Until you can move on, you can't really live. And I'm just starting to live. I plan to do that for many more years too. So anyway, Ah, that's beautiful. That's it. Kind of in a nutshell, that's, that's my book. So, you know, the, I mean, I love that you've written this book because your story is my story is everybody's story. We have all been subjected to trauma since birth. And, you know, we live in a traumatic, dramatic, chaotic society where, you know, people are making world altering decisions on our behalf for war, for pollution, for all of these things that don't serve us, that don't make any sense, that don't increase our quality of life. Right. And as children, we understand that these things are not the way it's supposed to be. You know, Correct. we are souls in <clears throat> physical bodies. We come as the soul into this perfect, pristine little body. We don't come in with anger and rage and resentment. We just come in with love. And then through the course of our growing up, you know, we see the things that are not love in this society, and we're impacted by those things right. all the time. 
But we've never been taught how to clear those traumas out. Right. And our understanding at such a young age is so limited because all we have to go by are our parents, our siblings, our, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, whoever is in our world. And that's not a lot of people when you're when you're first being here, you know, you, you got grandmas and grandpas, maybe you got who knows what you got going on, but your understanding of the way the world works is little. It's just a little tiny bit. And, you know, um, the stroke propelled me to the other side. I was kind of, you know, here for a while and I went to the other side, you know, and I've never been afraid to die ever. I, I just never had that fear, but I got to see very clearly that there is no death. Life just keeps going on, you know, whether people want to believe that or not, that's up to them, but life absolutely goes on. And I got to see all the kind of shitty things, decisions I made throughout my life. And I went, whoa, you know, it, it was an amazing experience. And I, I just kind of wish everybody could do it because it's so, um, it's just an amazing experience to, to be in the, in the presence of such light. Um, so, you know. You know, that's what, I love you describing that because when I was a child, when I would go to bed at night, that's where I would go. I would be in that space. I wasn't dying. I was, I was going home. I was just being part of the unified field of living life force energy that is source, that is light, it is pure love, unconditional love, no judgment, just love. Yeah, exactly. And I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that that's what's real. That is ever present. It is eternal, never goes away. And that's what's actually real. And from that space, I would look at the earth and humanity, and I would see that humanity had forgotten that space and that humanity was living in states of war and struggle and poverty and shame and guilt simply because they had forgotten. Yeah, I when I was little, real little, I remember having a really bad day and it was just like, okay. And I went over to my mom and dad and I said, okay, I just want to go home. And that's, it was like, made perfect sense to me. And they looked at each other and my mom looked at me and kind of laughed and said, honey, you are home. And I knew she was right, but it was like, no, my, my real home to go there, you know? And, and I mean, it's like, they, they just were kind of laughing. Like, what, what are you talking about? And it was like, I, at that moment, I think I felt doomed. It was like, really? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like as children, we know this is not our real home. I mean, we know it. And at some point you just, people just keep pushing this on you. So, you know, you kind of accept it, but yeah, it's, it's not your real home. Just, just saying it. <laughs> exactly. When I would be in that space and I would look at the earth and just see all of the chaos and the confusion, yeah. I felt I would lit- I literally felt like I was sent to a penal colony. I was like, why am I being put in, in this prison? Like, what did I do yeah. wrong to, yeah. to be here? It didn't occur to me at the time at two, three, four years old that, right. you know, I was coming to help shed light and bring light back to the right. planet. It did not occur to me that there was any. Uh, you, you don't think like that when you're that young, you know, right? it, we, you just go, okay, exactly. no, I don't want to be here, you know? So exactly. Yeah, and it becomes different. really, really overwhelming for yeah. us as children when we see what's actually real yeah. and then look around and see, wow, this is not that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. You go, it's almost, you just kind of hang, your mouth hangs up. It's like, really? How how can this be? You know? Um, exactly. But, 
so we have we have Lee on this morning. Hey, Lee, good morning. Um, Lee is asking Brenda, may I ask how old you are? You don't have to answer if you prefer not to. Lee is, Lee is an amazing man, gentleman who is in his 70s and has the body of a 25-year-old. And I saw him on Solution Sunday. So hello, Lee, and I'm 64 years old. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so throughout your book, which I had the, the great um, privilege of reading early on before it even <laughs> got into this physical form, um, you know, in your book, you really talk a lot about how at certain times you made critical decisions that did not follow your actual inner guidance. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always had like an ability to hear, don't do this or do that. Just a, a, a gut feeling, you know, your guides, whatever you want to say, uh, guide me. And I've also had people saying, this is what's right. This is what you do. And I've been a people pleaser. So I just go, well, this guidance I'm getting from inside can't be right. <clears throat> it's got to be what they're saying. And every time it was not the case, you know, <laughs> what I was getting inside, you know, um, I'll just say my marriage. Um, I had been praying for a husband, you know, and it's like, everything seemed to fall into line and something inside me like big mistake don't be doing this <laughs> and but I kept thinking but all these things fell into place I was praying he showed up everything for my wedding just fell into place this has to be right don't do it <laughs> do not and I Put off putting out the wedding invitations because I could not shake that voice. And when it was my turn to walk down the aisle, everybody's going before me. <clears throat> the whole chapel is full of people. It's my turn to walk down the aisle because everybody's gone up. And I looked at my dad and I said, I don't want to marry him. <laughs> and my dad was like, Oh, come on, you're just nervous. And with a little tug, I was going down the aisle and that was it. You know, the voice just kind of was like, good luck, <laughs> good luck. And it was a disaster. It was from the beginning, it was an absolute disaster. And I kept thinking, well, you made this bed, lying girl, you know, you can make this work. And I knocked myself out trying to make something that would never work, work. And, and it was just unfortunate. And then I spent years being bitter about it. How ridiculous is that? You know, I just was bitter, very bitter. I had, I was angry. I was, I was all over the place with this and I just threw myself into work. So all I had was work. I had nothing else. And, you know, that just led to one thing after another, after another. And it just, it just was probably more than a decade of that kind of stuff, you know? So it's real important to listen to that inner voice, really important. So I'll say something to somebody that I know for myself is absolute truth. And they go, oh, well, that can't be because this and this and this. And I go, okay. And I let that go because that's what they want to embrace. That's what they want to believe. That's fine. You know, that's fine. But I'm not going to shift off of what my gut's telling me. And I, am I perfect? Absolutely not. You know, I'm always shifting gears, shifting there. And every day we grow. I mean, we're all just human, you know. So we're all growing. We're all coming to new understandings. We all got knocked off the path. You know, that happens to me all the time. I wouldn't be having the physical experiences, the experiences of my life, my family, whatever, 
those wouldn't be happening if I was just following my guidance all the time. I mean, I would just be living in bliss. And I get these moments of absolute bliss, feeling so happy, knowing my life is awesome because it is. My life is absolutely awesome. But I, you know, circumstances come up. Boom, they're knocking me. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, you just get knocked. So it's learning to deal with things like that, learning to get a center, learning to keep pulling yourself back into center. I mean, that's, I, I think the whole purpose of my book is to give people hope that they can do anything. They can do any anything that they put their mind to, and everything will always work out. It doesn't matter what happens. It's working out. You know, you don't always see it. But if you make a huge mistake and you step way over here, it's going to work out because there's going to be some pulling you back in. It may not be very pleasant because you've chosen that road, but it's working out for you. And it always will. And you can look at pretty much anything in your life and see that it's worked out if you if you look at anything and you go yeah but this horrible thing happened where are you now you've had something in your in your life that's pulled you back that's why the stroke of luck it was a stroke of luck because it pulled me back to here you know it just you just gotta know everything always works out and love is always the answer always yes. the answer so exactly yeah so so your stroke really kind of served the purpose of shaking <laughs> you awake in the fact that you know you couldn't continue to not listen to your inner guidance right basically it it just i was so pissed off for so long I had shut myself off completely. Mm -hmm. I had just put up so many walls around me. It's like, I'm not listening to anybody or anything. Stop talking to me. And it's like, knock, 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 knock. No, you know, <laughs> just that's that stubborn Irish in me, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it was like nothing less than that would have stopped me mm -hmm. and what i had was a wallingberg syndrome stroke which is you're hit on both sides of the brain stem and your survival rate for a healthy person going in and i was not that is 13 percent. so my odds of survival were pretty minimal and the prognosis was not all that it was like you'll you could survive but nobody gave me any odds of thriving. I'm doing pretty dang good. You know, I'm thriving over here. So, you know, uh, I don't I don't put a lot of stock in what they say because I just keep moving forward. Yeah, I'm having some difficulties these days, but it's like, this is a hiccup. It's a hiccup. And I'm going to move beyond this fairly soon. I just know that. So my life is going to be taking some significant changes in the very near future. I just feel that. So, you know, it's all good. Right. You know, but it's never taken into account that we are grand beings of light and that we are creators and that right. we can create anything we choose. Yeah. But in order to create what we choose, we have to bring ourselves into alignment with our choices. So if we are running programs of fear and doubt and guilt and worry and anger, those don't really align with choices of freedom mm -hmm. and ease and bliss and well-being. So yeah. it's really up to us to be able to start clearing those old patterns, those old wounds out of our systems. You got to put a couple of minutes into it. You can't just, <laughs> you know, you can't just go, okay, I'm going and have everything just happen. You have to put a little bit of effort in there. You know, I practice gratitude every single morning. You know, I lay in bed 
And some mornings, you know, I'm not feeling all that grateful because whatever's going on, you know, feeling dizzy or, you know, my body hurts or whatever it is. But I'm grateful I got this bed, this comfortable bed. I'm grateful I have my cat. I'm grateful the sun is coming out and I don't have to do a dang thing to make that happen. You know, I am grateful for so much in my life that when you start feeling that gratitude, you can really get into some major gratitude going on. You got to spend a few minutes going within, you know, going to your higher self, to God, whatever you want to call that. You got to commune with that and you got to go within. You just have to go within every day, every single day. And you got to talk to your body. You got to show your body some love. You got to show yourself some love. There, there's things you could do every day. And it's not like, let's spend five hours in, you know, meditation. Let's do this, this big, you know, Qigong or, you know, yoga or walking, practice, whatever. You don't have to spend hours. You just don't. It's just a couple of minutes. And sometimes, you know, those couple of minutes, you just get so into it. It's so, it's so much pleasure doing it. You could be there an hour and not even notice. I love sitting in the silence. I'll just close my eyes and just absorb. Mm-hmm. It's, there's nothing. There's just a nothing there. And I love that. It's like you can just, all the worries, all the stresses, all those, the junk going on the day, you know, people getting shot and all the crap you hear about. It's not there. It's not there within you. So, you know, there's so much we can do. And again, that's why I'm hoping people will read the book and get a little inspired. Just a little bit inspired to do something for themselves. Beautiful. We have, Lee says, every challenge is an opportunity to adjust and or reset. Absolutely. And there are unlimited opportunities that come to us every single day. And it's up to us whether we take that challenge or not, you know, because there's infinite possibilities every day. There's an infinite number of possibilities for the day. And I'm always grateful for that. And that the synchronicities, my gosh, when you start going within, you can't even imagine the synchronicity, the synchronicities that start coming your way, you go, wow, wow, wow. Just these opportunities just come flooding in. It's, it really is quite amazing, you know, and that, that's not just me. It's not just you. Every single person has this ability within them and it's not rocket science. Just, just take a few minutes and, you know, zip it, shut your, shut your mind down. Yes. Just go within. And that's all it is, you know, and you will start seeing things shift in your life that you can't even imagine. I could never have imagined myself where I am right now. Never. I figured I'd be at my desk, chained to that desk for the rest of my life, you know, because I, I couldn't get out of that. And I didn't know how to get out of that. I didn't know how to have a life until I had that stroke. So, you know. Things do work out. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, when when you went to the other side, yes, you realize that there is only life. There yes. is no death. There is death is the ultimate illusion. It's the only, it's the only thing that's not possible. Yeah. It is and simply <clears throat> life. Yeah. And you also get to recognize when you decide, when you make a decision to do something that's not for your better good and things kind of go south, you go, I did that. It's not all the good things. You got to own everything that's in your life. I look around and I go, why is it that I'm attracting this? How is it that I, because it's not somebody else. It's never somebody else. They're not doing it to you. You are attracting them. And you got to say, now, why would I do that? You know, what, what 
is in this for me? And there's always something in everything for you. You know, it's like, you know, maybe you enjoy, I don't know, having people talk crap to you. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is, but everything happens for a reason. Everything always works out and the answer will always be love. Those are three things I know to be absolute truth. Absolute truth. So exactly. You know, everything is energy. You know, we've yes. all heard that phrase, but we've never actually been taught what that means. And from my perspective, what that means is that we all have this invisible field of energy around us. And this energy is literally the, the structure of our soul. We are non-physical beings. So this space around our bodies isn't just empty. It's more of who we each are. And But because we haven't recognized that the space around our body is part of us as well, this, this energy space has an actual structure and an architecture just like your car has a structure to it. Mm -hmm. Well, if somebody takes their car and rams it into your car, there's going to be a dent, right? There's going yes. to be an impression. Well, when somebody traumatizes us, when they run their energy into us with anger or fear or judgment, that is an impact on us it's a trauma so because we don't see the non-physical stuff we don't realize that when that teacher yelled at us and shamed us in front of the class bam they rammed their at their car into ours and now we have this great big dent yeah. over here and what happens is if this dent is shame, for example, if they shamed us in front of the class, then all of a sudden we have this dent of shame in our vehicle. Yeah. But we don't see it with our eyes, but we do everything we can to try to avoid it, to try to move around so that we never feel this again. But this is an electromagnetic imprint and if we can neutralize the energy of that, the dent goes away. And this is why love is always the answer, because love is the great neutralizer. Right. If, right. if we can start to see things as energy, we can start to undent ourselves and clear away those, those charges because as long as we have that dent of shame, for example, in our energy field, the universe, the law of attraction is just reflecting our vehicle back to us. It's going, right. oh, I see you're enjoying shame at the moment. Here, let me give you some more things to be shamed about. Or let me right. give you some opportunities to shame some other people. And yeah. it just shows up. It's not that we did it on purpose. It's just the universe is showing us what energy is in our energy field. Right. Absolutely. Um, and energy can be changed. Absolutely. It's not like a rock. Even a rock can be changed. But yep. it's not like this big ball. No change in that. Whoa, I better just live with it. No, it can absolutely be changed absolutely be changed so you know i i have been contemplating what's going on with my body lately and i'm thinking you know what i can change this what am i waiting for i can absolutely change what's going on with my body right now and so i'm doing you know a, a series of affirmations i guess you could call is you know um commanding and compelling my body to go back to its blueprint its original blueprint and to the perfection it was born to you know and it's it's amazing how different like my knees will feel or you know whatever i uh the, my eyesight everything you can change everything in your body it's kind of wild but it's so fun 
it's just a fun thing. You know, it's like, I can do this. So when stuff isn't going so good, I think it's important to own, I did this. I did, I did this. I created this. Let me change this. I can change this, you know? And I, 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 I'm making a list of the things I want to change in my life. I just, you just have to be aware. You got, you have to be willing to look at your part in everything in your life, you know? So it's like, yeah, you know, there are, there are professional victims out there. They, Mm -hmm. they, that's what they like, you know? And so they will always be a victim until they decide they don't want to be a victim anymore. Exactly. it's, it's like that for everything, you yeah. know, I mean, there were many times, many times during the initial recovery uh, from the stroke, it was hard. It was really, really hard. And there were times I was like, you know, screw this. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And truly, if I had given up, I'd be parked in a corner in some wheelchair. I mean, there, there, there's no doubt in my mind, but something always came up. Some, somebody said something, something always came up and it gave me that little breath of air I needed to keep pushing forward because it was not, not easy coming back um, from that. It just was not easy. So, you know, yeah. but everything can be changed. Everything can. Exactly. And it always takes a change of perception. It's the change of consciousness that generates the change in the physical reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's, I look at, I think in my book someplace, I just said um, towards the end, did all this stuff happen? Maybe it did and maybe it didn't. That was my perception of what happened. That was just it. And it doesn't even matter. Right. It does not even matter what has transpired yesterday. It just does not matter because you can do anything you want from now. Exactly. It's just, it's just your thoughts changing your energy. It's just you're projecting what you want out there. And if you're still in that that victim mode, you're just going to keep projecting it. If you're in, you know, fabulous mode, you'll just, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll write a book about being fabulous next. I don't, you there know. you go. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I see no way but up. There is no way but up. There just isn't. I have hard days like everybody, but I see. I don't look down. I don't look at what's been. I don't bemoan this and blah, blah, blah. I just look up. I just look up and it's like, and I know anything is possible. It always works out. So, exactly. We have Michelle this morning saying, even more than going back to the blueprint, go farther, stronger, more capable, bigger, better, happier, and more fabulous. That's right. right. Oh, you got it. (laughs) It's, it is true. You, you can, you can do anything and it can be instantaneous. I believe that to be 100% true. It's your doubts that keep you from, from instantaneous because I'll go, whoa, that would be too weird. You, you know what I mean? It's like that people might not get that. People might be freaked out by that. You know, you have these little thought things that come up, but I think absolutely anything can be healed instantaneously. I, I think anything can happen instantaneously. So, you know, exactly. just my thoughts. Yeah. There are all, all, all kinds of stories about instant healings, you know, instant transformations. Yeah. I mean, this well, is this is our natural state. We are creators, and we actually can create magic and well, miracles are normal for us. Yeah, and you know, when I went to the other side, I there is no time, right? Only the now. now. 
there I don't think there's any time here really because I mm-hmm. have changed time here because I was like, okay, there's time enough for me to do everything I need to do and want to do. And the time just stretched and stretched and stretched. Yeah. And what was an hour before, I don't know how long it is because there is no time, but I had time enough in a relaxed state to do all these things. And that's my kind of theory on spontaneous combustion because, you know, and, and miraculous healings because not spontaneous combustion. Where did that come from? But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like spontaneous healings. They could take eons, but there's no time. Right. So you're changing the time mm-hmm. and you've got your guides, you've got love, the source, you've got everything working for you. And there's no time and there's no rush and there's no worries. You know, I think uh, Nita Morgiani, mm-hmm. she left and went to the other side and she came back and her body was just regenerating itself. Exactly. Okay. Well, did that happen on this time? Was it on the other? I think it was on the other side. You know, I, I came back knowing I was the luckiest woman on the face of this earth. I had no use of my body whatsoever. Half of it was paralyzed. My face was paralyzed. Left side of my throat, right side of my tongue. My eye had to be taped shut because it wouldn't shut. This eye was frozen, pointing towards my nose. I, I had nothing, absolutely nothing. And I, it didn't matter. I felt like the luckiest woman on the face of the earth. I had such joy within me that when people would come in, I'd say, I'm the luckiest woman on the face of this earth. And they would look at me and they'd say, well, great. And I'm like, you know, it is great. And that lasted for probably several weeks. And it kind of kept me going because it was after a few weeks that the reality of the situation (laughs) I was in started making itself known. And I was like, whoa, you know, so I think that feeling of elation, knowing I was so lucky and I, that was so loved, (laughs) you know, when the reality, it it just made that maybe a little bit easier. I I don't know if that was easier or what, but it was kind of like, Holy man, you know, when when I did my first assessment, because, you know, your brain's not all there. You're you're just kind of like um, not really with it. And when I finally made the assessment, I went from the top of my head down to the tip of my toes. And I realized I was like completely broke. <laughs> you know, it was like. It didn't really compute, you know, you're like, how the heck does something like this happen, you know? And so it was, it was a lot to come back from a lot, you know, um, to learn how to walk, just to hold a cup, to feed myself, you know, it was, you know, people say, oh, look, you're so good. It was like, no, I'm not, (laughs) but okay. You know, a lot of people say, if you didn't tell me you had a stroke, I wouldn't be able to tell. But they're not inside. They don't know what I see and feel inside. And, you know, so it's a blessing that occurs. I walk around among people. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, kind of. You've made a, a miraculous recovery and you continue to make progress all the time. Look at yeah. you out driving now, yeah. you know, before where you were, you were being driven around because you didn't have the confidence right. to drive yourself. And now all of a sudden you have the confidence, you're out, you're driving around, you're taking care of yourself, you're doing all kinds of things, you're helping other people. It, it is, it is just amazing. But like I say, things can change just like that with a change of thought, with a change of perspective. and. 
that's really all it takes. That's really all anything takes. You know, you can get over any fear by changing your perspective. Exactly. So. That was phenomenal when I watched you change your perspective about your driving. You know, from one week not driving at all to the next week driving around like you've always been driving around. <laughs> well, you know, that was that was you helping me with that perspective because I remember I said, "Well, I drive over here," and you go, "So you drive?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, it's." And you just kept saying, "You drive, you you drive," and I'm like, "Well, okay, yes, I do." <laughs> and that's when it hit me. It's like, "Well, yeah, I drive." And yeah, the, and the first day I went to drive, my body is just, boom, hit me all. You shouldn't do this and blah, all the reasons I shouldn't drive. My body hurt this and that. And I was like, okay, well, carry on. But we're driving today. And I got in the car and my body just settled right down and I was fine. So now I just get in the car and I drive. So that's how I roll. <laughs> that is so great. Lee says, your story brings back many memories of his stroke. There, he has many similarities to your story. Yeah, I think, I think there is a lot. I, I find, you know, one, one weird thing um, that I find is pretty lucky is my cousin, Linda, always hated, um, you know, hospitals and things like that. Well, her dad, whom I love dearly, had a stroke, a massive stroke. And when I went to see him, he was flailing. He had a look of terror in his eye. His body was flailing all over the place. And I just thought, wow, how horrible that must be to experience. Well, I know it flipped my cousin out, you know, uh, about this. Well, when I had a stroke, I remember waking up that first night and seeing things fly by. Well, later I realized it's my own limbs, you know, but I had no stress. I felt very peaceful. It would have been like somebody put a lily and I was doing one of these, you know, that's how it felt to me. And I thought, how interesting that I would remember that and how I felt. So I could tell my cousin who was so fearful of hospitals, your dad didn't suffer. Your dad felt, I know it looked bad, but I've been there and know your dad was peaceful. He felt zero pain, zero anxiety. You just zen, you know, and I, it's like floating on a cloud. And I just, she was looking at me. She goes, are you serious? And I said, I wouldn't tell you this. So, you know, there are so many little things like that that I was being able to help somebody else and say, hey, this didn't happen to them. This is how they felt. And it's just given her, I think, hopefully, a sense of relief that her dad just didn't go in a state of whatever, you know. So it's, it's just, there's so many things from this stroke I've been able to share with people and make a little difference, I think. And I think that's important. So, yeah, you know, we all go through these really hard times in our lives. And once we get through the other side, we can look back on them, gain the wisdom that, they, that they're there to give us. Right. And then be able to share that with others. That's how I look at my cancer journey. Right. You know, that was never something that that I would have called into myself or, you know, gee, let's have this experience. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, know that. But but, you know, these things come to us for a reason. And everything worked out. I mean, you have yeah. been able to write that book and help countless people with that. I think I told you I had your book and I read it. And somebody came into my experience. Oh, my brother has cancer. I said, let me give you this book. You know, and so who knows? I'll have to keep in touch with her. I'll let you know. But beautiful. It, it's just amazing. Your book has touched a lot of people's lives. You as know, yours will as well. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's yeah. that was the goal. 
was to touch lives, to give people hope and to let people know everything always does work out because it does. I never stopped saying that because it works out. Things always work out. Exactly. When we have that attitude and we know that things always work out, yeah. you know, water, water seeks its own level. Source yeah. seeks its own level. We are all source. We are all yeah. part and parcel of source. So right. we are all coming back into harmony and balance with source itself. So yeah. it always works out. Yeah. And we have Michelle saying, congratulations on your driving. Yahoo. Says, thank you michelle <laughs> sometimes our bodies will play dead like animals do when they feel a situation is hopeless a stroke can be a result of that and then she says i'm loving this brenda thank you and she says you've already touched my life brenny oh how nice thank you michelle <laughs> well i hope if you get a chance to read the book that you'll enjoy it so i've put the link to the book in the chat here and Tuesday is the day that the book is being officially released. So if you can go to Amazon, that link on Tuesday, April, what is it? April 11, That will help Brandy get more exposure for her book. You know, if we can all buy her book at the same time on that 411, it would be mm-hmm very helpful to to give her that little extra boost and put the book out in front of other people so that they too can read this story to to realize that everything always does work out yeah. and that it's really up to us to start following our inner guidance because that inner guidance it's our own personal gps and it is always set for home. It is always set for our highest possible good, you know, but we live in this society that teaches us to override that inner knowing. It teaches us that mom and dad know better than we do, or the teacher knows better, or the preacher knows better, or the doctor knows better, but that inner guidance, there's nothing that knows better than our own inner guidance. So it's really up to each and every one of us to, you know, start listening to that, start getting quiet enough that we can tune in. You know, we've all been taught to think. We have all been sent off to school to learn how to think. And now all of a sudden we have a whole population of humanity that is so caught up in thinking, 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 thinking that they can't tune in to that inner guidance because the inner guidance is quiet. It happens in the silence. It happens when we tune in. So the logical mind, like Granny so beautifully puts in this book, you know, well, this makes perfect sense. You know, I should just go do this. You know, it doesn't feel right. But look, everything is, all these parts and pieces are just leading me in this direction. But the inner guidance is not. You know, I just remember yeah. so many times. I, I remember when I was in my, I guess in my 30s, I was working as a professional gardener for a little while. And I'd be out in the gardens where I would be grounding and, and just kind of getting quiet. And I would have time to reflect and I would just start to notice these patterns of my logical mind going, well, this is what I should be doing. But, you know, and then I would think, but that doesn't really feel very good. You know, my inner guidance is clearly saying not to do that. But the inner guidance was so, was just that little whisper, you know, it doesn't talk in words, it's silent. You know, but that really loud mind would just go, well, Lisa, you got to go do this thing because that's what everybody else does. And that's what you're supposed to do. And and then I just realized I need to clear out all of the trauma and drama. I need to get quiet enough that I can actually listen to myself because every time that little voice has always been right. 
And I've just been going about it the hard way, you know, learning from my mistakes. How about if we yeah. just stop making all those mistakes and let's start yeah. tuning in and that, follow the good guidance. Yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> if you get in the habit of starting your day with some gratitude and just going within, being grateful for the day, being grateful for the, you know, millions of possibilities that are available and look for the opportunities because they're there i'm always a proponent for everyday miracles because they happen every day everybody's got miracles happening every day but we're just not tuning into them exactly and a miracle doesn't have to be like some great big pile of money falling out of the sky on your head or you know some really outlandish thing you know it could be a butterfly it could be a butterfly landing on you it could be anything but when you start recognizing that you'll just start seeing more and they're every day they're every day yep you know, our bodies heal themselves. If you break your arm, you put a cast on it and the miracle happens underneath that cast. Your right. body heals itself. That's a miracle. But it's, most it's people don't even recognize it. No, no, they don't. I have been affirming um, for my legs. I've had some issues and I just keep affirming that they are in their blueprint mode they're strong they're flexible and they're balanced you know and i'm not kidding my legs are changing they are mm-hmm. physically seriously changing my vision is changing there's a lot of stuff in me changing if we do this next year you won't recognize me i will be a different person you know but it it's true we can do anything anything Exactly. Ask and it is given. That is universal law. And it's truth. Exactly. And most and it's happening all day, every day. Manifestation is instant here. We are manifesting in every moment with every thought, with every word, with every feeling that we have. So when we start to tune in, what is it that we are projecting outward that the universe is mirroring back? Are we projecting fear, doubt, guilt? I can't do that. That's not possible. If so, then the universe is simply reflecting that back and says, okay, then that's not possible. And we say, oh, well, see, I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. But if we if we project out, everything always works out. I am I am in gratitude. I, you know, this is a beautiful life. That's what gets reflected back. And we say, yeah. see, I told you so. Everything always yeah. works out. <laughs> and and you do have to own everything. Yes. You have to own everything. Good, bad, ugly. You brought it to yourself. So just saying. Exactly. You know, so when we start to realize that everything is energy and we start to notice the energy that we're working with, are we working with the energies of love and gratitude and peace and calm and excitement and enthusiasm? Or are we working with the energies of shame and guilt and fear and doubt? Those two sets of energies will produce two completely different outcomes. Yes, they will. (laughs) So when we start to look at the energies, if there is something that's being generated in our lives that we don't enjoy, what's the underlying energy? Is it fear or shame or guilt? If we clear out and neutralize that energy, the situation has to change because it's that energy that's generating the situation. It's never the situation that's the problem. It's the energy generating the situation that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, for (laughs) sure. Absolutely, for sure. So Michelle says, although a great big pile of money falling from the sky would be great. (laughs) I I can handle it. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> as long as it doesn't fall right on your head, then we'll all be good, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need another stroke. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and she says, be impeccable with your words and our yeah. thoughts. Exactly. That's it. That's it, Michelle, right there, nutshell. Yep. So really taking the time to tune in, to recognize that everything always does work out when we are in that mindset, when we are in that energy of trust. And then everything always does work out in a beautiful way. Not in the way that it worked out great, but it hit me over the head first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we get to choose which way we go. So, you know. Exactly. So, Brenny, this is so great. I'm Congratulations on your book. This is just wonderful. So this book is a beautiful book called A Stroke of Luck, a near-death story of releasing heartbreak, pain, and trauma to find the life meant for you. Yeah. Brenda Castor. So on Tuesday this week, please go to Amazon. The I the ebook, I assume, is 99 cents. Yes. Um, I thought it was 48 hours. My mistake, it's for 24 hours. It'll be 99 cents on the 11th, is what they're telling me. So beautiful. So I'm gonna pop the link in the comments again. So 99 cents for this beautiful story, a stroke of luck, so that you can be inspired to start tuning into your own inner guidance. You can read Brenny's story about where she didn't tune into that. And we all can recognize that in ourselves. It's not that Brenny's story is different. It is different because everybody has a unique story. Right. But really, all of our stories are the same. We've all been traumatized since childhood in many, many different ways. And we have all been taught to not listen to our inner guidance, where the voices of the collective, the voices of the media, the teachers, the doctors, whatever it is, that you have to do this, you better do that. But our inner guidance says, yeah, no, that doesn't feel right. But the logical mind, well, if I don't do that, I'm going to get in trouble. So I better go do that anyway. So it's time to start overriding all of those voices in our head that are not our voices. Where we start to tune in to our own inner guidance. Because that voice is the voice of source itself the voice of our higher self, our higher wisdom, and is always leading us in the direction where everything always works out. Yeah, true. Brandy, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Michelle says this is a lovely way to start the day. And I certainly agree. Thank you, Lisa. You are so welcome. Thank you for being such a great guest. Thank you for being such a great friend and student and being such a great example for everybody else to see what's actually possible. Thank you. You are so welcome. So everyone who was tuning in live this morning, thank you so much. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for participating. And uh, everyone, we wish you a very happy Easter. Um, Please remember on Tuesday to go to Amazon and get a stroke of luck and help Brenny get this, this beautiful book out into the world. And for anybody who is looking for more guidance on healing themselves, taking your health back into your own hands, my course, Aligning with Your Radiantly Healthy Self, the course that Brenny and I got connected in, where she learned so many of these beautiful techniques to start listening to Mm -hmm. her own inner guidance this my class will be starting again on august on april 26th i still have some spaces available if you'd like information about that please reach out to me at lisa at connecting you to you.com so thank you all for joining us this morning have a very happy easter and until next week create for yourselves a great week. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit connectingyoutoyou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.